You're listening to Rethinking UX podcast and I'm your host Priya Saraswat. The most important part of any experience is its content. No matter how aesthetically pleasing your product is or how much thought you have put into the usability of its form, if the content is not engaging and useful, trust me, it's not going to have the same impact that you wished it should have on your target audience. Content could be anything from the most commonly understood form which is text or copy on websites and applications to photos, videos, live feeds and even the notifications and alerts that you receive via emails and on your mobile phones daily. And in this age of AI and machine learning, content is no more limited to just interface. It's now being converted into conversation and voice through platforms like Google Home and Alexa. As consumers of several tech products, we are in fact surrounded by content every minute of our life. And content overload, it's very much real. 99% of the content on internet, it goes unnoticed. And the one that catches your attention is the one that genuinely adds value in the life of us as consumers. Therefore, it becomes extremely important that part of our design process, it should focus on building a strategy for how we will create and deliver our content. From thinking about what content will be delivered on what screen sizes to how its impact will be measured, the discipline of content strategy drives it all. Unfortunately, the specialization of a content strategist is often misunderstood with that of a UX writer, which is honestly an important discipline in itself but there is a significant difference between the two. It reminded me of that classical debate on UX is not UI. In the same way, UX writing is not content strategy. However, in the industry we see there is a lot of overlapping, especially in terms of titles. The content strategist and UX writers titles are used interchangeably. But in fact, UX writing is a part of larger umbrella of content strategy that focuses on anything and everything your users reads or hear through your product. It guides the development of the tone and voice of a brand, as well as copy and much more. This episode tries to demystify the discipline of content strategy and UX writing and aims to highlight the importance of both in creating meaningful experiences. And to talk more about it, I have with me Katie Hoshin, currently a UX writer for Edeco at Google and a former content strategist at Expedia Group. I had been interested about um, the world of content strategy and UX writing at Google specifically for a while um, because it's such a large company that there are a lot of different corners and pockets. And I was a little worried that the ecosystem might not feel um, very connected and that you know you might feel like a solo content person off in their own little corner of the world. Um, but what I've found working at Google is that it's actually very different. It seems quite unified. Um, you know, folks are definitely um, very focused on their own product area, but if all it takes is like a little, a little glance outward to find the communities of practice there. And, um, and, and there's definitely just a really high bar and a high expectation of quality. And I really enjoy that. And, um, for writing, it's not as crisp as like material design, for example, like there's still an evolving culture of building up that style guide. Um, but what you do find is still already like so much more interesting than, um, than some other companies. 
So let's hear from Katie about her experience working as a content strategist and UX writer for several years and what are her learnings and passion in contributing to generating the most engaging content for different technology companies. Thank you so much, Katie, for joining me today. Let's start with a very basic question here. So if you have to explain your work to others, how would you do that? And the reason I'm asking this is, and I'm starting off with this very question, is being in an UX industry for so long, even I don't think I can give a satisfactory answer on what the bigger umbrella of content strategy is all about. And if someone would have asked me this question three to four years back, I would be like, I don't know the answer. But you being an expert, I'm pretty sure you have a better way of explaining what you do as a part of your job. So how would you do that? So um, to put it really simply, I would say um, that content strategists uh, design with words and information. Um, and I have to give a little credit there to um, Andy Welfley and Michael Metz, who I think kind of slightly coined design with words. So I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, but just as a UX designer, you know, they have the goal to design an experience that meets the needs of the business and the people using the experience. Um, the content strategist has that same goal. So like my, my keen goal is to meet the same goals as the UX designer by presenting the right information, the right amount of it at the right time and in the right voice and tone. So it's kind of a lot of different pieces. Um, and just to kind of zoom out a bit on um, content strategy in general, because it's kind of this larger umbrella and the titles kind of get in the way and cause a little bit of confusion. So um, just to go back to kind of the fundamentals there, one of the most well-known experts in content strategy is Christina Halverson. So I feel like Christina's definition is the go-to for content strategy. And she says, content strategy guides the creation, delivery, and government governance of useful, usable content. So um, she has a great article about this as well on her site, the Brain Traffic site. And it's what does a content strategist do? So I think that's also a great starting point. Um, but I'd be happy to talk more about like how UX writing is a part of content strategy and how content strategy is really that larger umbrella. I think this is great. Another thing that I'm always curious about is what kind of work experience or education background a person requires in order to enter into this field of content strategy and UX writing. Because in my past experience, I've seen content strategists from different disciplines, be it journalism, be it marketing, and even from design. So I'm just curious what your take on that. So it's kind of like what you just said, um, you know, folks come from a lot of different fields. Um, I would say the common thread is that these folks, you know, content folks, content strategists, UX writers, often have had a long relationship with words, design, uh, interviewing, problem solving. And so just like you said, um, you know, perhaps they were a journalist, perhaps they were a marketing copywriter. Um, a lot of folks have been technical writers or other forms of technical communicators. And the trend that I've been hearing more recently is a lot of folks end up in a content role when they've been a teacher. Because uh, I think like that, that element of instruction is really critical. So what's your story? How you ended up in this field of content strategy and UX writing? Yeah, great question. So um, I, I kind of have the typical, I call it the meandering path to content strategy. Um, and it's, it's just basically words are kind of the common theme. So in college, I studied Italian language and romance linguistics. 
And um, that was <laughs> completely because I knew I wanted a four-year degree. I knew I was passionate about um, those elements of like romance languages. And so that's where I started. Um, and then I remember one day my mother said to me, oh, so you're going to be a teacher, right? And I was like, oh boy, I better figure out what I'm going to do with this four-year degree. So I started um, actually doing a lot of kind of like studying, you know, like local community colleges. And I, start, I started with translation. Um, and I realized that that was like a little too close to my passion for Italian. And I didn't want to like kind of ruin my passion with a day job. So it led me over to kind of copy editing and proofreading, uh, which really, again, led me on to technical communication. So like a lot of folks in content, I actually started um, with technical writing. And that's how I landed in content strategy for help content. So I had a lot of background in enterprise content strategy. Um, and then in April of 2015, this was like such a momentous thing. I went to a meeting for the Puget Sound Society for Technical Communicators. And I heard a talk from um, an excellent UX practitioner named Jared Larson. Um, and he talked about how technical communicators often land in UX. And I was just fascinated and I was like, oh, here's my path. So um, I was just, I really like while help content strategy is a fa fabulous field and I enjoyed my time there. I, I was moving more toward um, like a UX content strategy role because I wanted to try and help users on that first try. And, you know, there are some parts of content strategy that are a little less user focused than the UX content strategy is. Yeah, and you brought up a really good point on UX writing. When I think about it, it's, it's a lot of um, playing around with words. And you brought up a point about translation and, you know, having that understanding of little bit understanding of different languages but how how much you think it matters in this profession for you to understand that nitty-gritties of translation especially in the tech industry where things are so much global and you're not just uh, focusing on english as a language but you're you're working with diversity you're working with global audience how that role kind of evolve in that kind of a setup yeah that's that's a great question that's super close to my heart um I, I think it's incredibly important to have at least an appreciation for, you know, non-native English speakers who might be using your English content. And then, you know, in the tech industry, of course, we're often used to um, having our work translated or localized, whatever the term is, on your team. Um, but yeah, so I think it's super critical from that, you know, from that perspective. But I also think that, um, you know, anyone who plays around with words for a living uh, can like have benefited from studying another language because it kind of opens up your vocabulary. And, you know, there are times where I, I kind of think a little bit more in Italian. I'm like, oh, I wish we had that word in English because that would be so incredibly helpful. Um, but more recently, I actually heard a, a talk from David Dylan Thomas, who, who recently released a book called Co uh, Designing for Cognitive Bias with the A Book Apart publisher, which is a fabulous publisher. Um, and he was talking about during this talk that folks who have studied a foreign language can actually have a little bit more resistance to cognitive bias because something about that extra element of another language there helps out with that. So I thought that was super fascinating. I think all of those elements together mean that someone who has studied another language or just has a real appreciation for localization um, has a leg up in the tech industry where content is concerned. But I think even if you don't, 
I think it's pretty easy to make really like good buddies with your localization project manager because a lot of times they can fill you in on a lot of that stuff. But overall, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's been super helpful for me. That's amazing. I will take a pause here and go back to a couple of things that we were discussing earlier about this confusion around content strategy and UX writing and how people in the tech industry or in general get confused about these two roles because there are overlap. That being said, what do you think are the key differentiator when it comes to the key responsibility between these two disciplines, content strategy and UX writing? Yeah, I think that's such a critical question in this field. Um, I think, first of all, um, the titles are, are really not crystal clear. Um, I think there are a lot of folks who, you know, ha like my title, for example, currently is UX writer, um, but I'm doing content strategy work. So I think a lot of times those can heavily overlap. Um, but there are definitely times where they don't. So like a content strategist, for example, um, might not actually be writing strings. Um, and uh, that UX writer might not actually be as involved in the strategic elements. So um, going back to that Christina Halverson definition, so you think about the creation, delivery, and governance of useful, usable content. And I think kind of governance is the, the critical piece that differentiates between content strategy and UX writing. So a content strategist is probably going to be um, patternizing the content, writing the content style guides, writing the glossary, maintaining um, the frameworks and the design systems related to the content more so than the UX writer might be when those roles aren't overlapping. And um, I think that's, that's really the critical difference there. But again, in either role, you can expect to be probably overlapping quite a bit. Yeah, that's, I think, the best way to explain uh, the differences between the two. Moving on, I know that you have worked on chatbot platform at Expedia, and that's a place where the role of content strategist becomes super important because you were UX, like when I think about chatbot experience, it's less UI and more conversation. And there is a huge role in building that empathy and identifying the underlying needs through content or through you know the responses that you are generating on the runtime. Would you like to share your experiences, um, how it was when you were working on those conversational UX platform and what do you think is the key value a content strategist can bring on table in these emerging technologies? I really enjoyed the work that I did on the chatbot. And um, I, I, I honestly think that a lot of our work into, in working into the future as a content strategist is going to be going into more of a chatbot or virtual assistant direction. Um, one thing I want to say from the start, though, is this is it's a slight, let's say, a pet peeve. And I've heard of it from other content strategists. But there's this term conversational design. And it's kind of morphed into just designing for chatbot or for a virtual assistant or for a voice experience. And I just want to say, like, any content person should be thinking in terms of conversational design, even if it's, you know, like a, a food delivery app, for example. We should still be thinking of it as a conversation between, you know, the person using the device and whatever, you know, whatever experience is happening on the screen. Um, and I, I just think that it, as we move into the future, it's going to be more and more critical to have those those excellent content experiences because every expectation is moving in that direction. 
Um, but I, I think the, the coolest part about chatbot design that I really enjoyed is how critical the voice and tone is there. Um, because, you know, like we've seen all of those examples of a chatbot that is just sort of giving a pat response, like someone, you know, logs in to, to get some help and speaks to a chatbot and says like, hey, I got into a car accident and the chatbot only has one positive response and it's like, that's great, let me help you. And um, just just knowing all the, the shades of uh, a variety that can happen within those experiences, I think voice and tone is super critical. And that was really what I most enjoyed. And after many, many years of help content strategy, it was, it was one of my first uh, experiences with really playing with voice and tone. And I really enjoyed that about it. Thank you so much, Katie. I think you touched upon a lot of great points today. One thing that I would like you to share with us is any recommendation or suggestions that you may have for people who are trying to get into this field of content strategy and UX writing or people who are in this field already but are wondering what are some of the next thing that they should aim for or what are some of the growth opportunities in order to evolve in this role? Yeah, totally. So one thing that occurs to me about content folks in general is we we tend to be a somewhat kind of introverted group of folks. So um, sometimes the collaboration skills and relationship building can be a little challenging for us just because we tend to be, you know, more personal people. So I'd say that that's one thing that I would encourage anyone and myself very much to um, to focus on growing in that area. Um, even if you're already in content, I'm sure most content folks would recognize that they can grow in that area. So one, um, I think one great uh, resource for that, Jenny Tan is the UX writing lead at Dropbox, and she published this great article on Medium called Getting a Seat at the Table as a UX Writer. Um, and I think any one of those ways of getting a seat at the table could be super helpful to the average content person. Um, and I think one silver lining to uh, the pandemic of 2020 uh, is that most meetups, online talks, webinars, um, even courses and conferences have gone online. So kind of like throw open your, your um, you know, geographic uh, zone for where you would typically look for, um, you know, for collaboration or um, conferences and you know and get ready to like we've had people in the local content strategy seattle meetup we've had folks from all over the world joining lately so i'd say take advantage of that um and it's it's super helpful just to network i mean you know even if you're well into the field networking can always um can bring new opportunities and 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 also if you're you know new to the field i'd say it's a great it's pretty easy to ease into it because content folks are super active on social media, Slack, places like Medium. So find those folks whose work interests you and see what they're up to online, uh, find a shared event, and that's a great way to network. And then, um, you know, from those meetings, then you can kind of like start to, to build those relationships. And in terms of what is coming in the future, um, I'm sure there's there's just more and more and more. Um, I think information architecture is going to, the understanding of it is going to keep growing. Um, and I think that is something that's going to be a little less boutique. Like right now people think like, oh, information architecture is somewhat terrifying. I think it's going to become a little bit more, um, you know, a bit less terrifying and a little bit more of something that folks uh, know that they can tackle, um, any, any content folks. 
Um, and then you had already mentioned this, but I think chatbot is a great, um, a great way that the future of content is, is moving in that direction. Um, so like chatbot design, virtual assistant design, voice design, because uh, as we know, there's not a lot of visual design involved in that. So I think content strategists can look in that direction and, and see what the future is. Thank you so much, Katie, for sharing your knowledge, your learnings and experiences, plus the great resources that you brought up throughout this conversation today. This podcast is an initiative of Rethinking UX community, a community of people from all walks of product life. If you would like to learn more about us, please go and check out our LinkedIn page. We also have a Slack community, which is invite only. Thanks for listening in, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Till then, take care.